Hi everyone, it's Nelly here. How are you doing? Just dropping in to ask you to consider uh, becoming a subscriber to Dear Nelly. So the way that it works is you pay five bucks a month. You can do that via Acast or Patreon. I'll put links in the show notes, but you can also go to my website at nellythomas.com and you'll find subscriber buttons. When you become a subscriber, there's various levels, but in short, you get an extra episode every single month. You'll also get some other bonus content. You get early access to live shows. You know, we try and make it as worthwhile as we can. I know money's tight at the moment, so no pressure. If you can't afford it, it's totally fine. But if you can afford five bucks a month, which is what, $1.25 a week, I can't tell you how much it helps. Um, I don't want to go into how sausages are made, but putting out a podcast every week costs a lot of money. And if you can subscribe, it does help me keep the lights on. So do what you can. Um, I would love to have you as a subscriber and hopefully I will make it worth your while. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yes, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore. Dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more. Dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk it through. Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. And we are joined today by the fabulous comedian extraordinaire, Chris Ryan. Hello, Chris. Hey, Nelly. Lovely to be with you. Yes, you too. Now, listeners who are subscribers and or who came to the live show in Sydney will have already been introduced to you but many of our listeners will not have heard you on the podcast before. So let's start with who the fuck are you, mate? (laughs) (laughs) I've been, I've been asking myself that question all week, mate. Um, Actually probably for about 20 years. Uh, I am a, I'm turning 50 in about three days. Yeah. I am a mother of an 18 and 20 year old. Uh, I am separated. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian and I used to be a journo and sort of run my own comms business. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, now – and I was living in Sydney, but I've moved back to my home, my home of Canberra um, and I'm living back in the home that I co-own with uh, my former partner. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, life is not as you would expect, but it is no. – I'm very grateful for my life, yeah. 
Yes. Well, let's start. I mean, normally what I do is take you back to little Chris, but I want to start there because I know that you're absolutely sitting in the shit at the moment. So (laughs) with your permission, can we talk about your recent heartbreak? Oh, geez. Actually, before we do that, I'm going to give a tiny bit of backstory and you correct me if I'm wrong. You were with the same guy for what, 20 something years? Oh, yeah, 26 years of father of my children, yep. 26 years, you've got two kids, you separated a couple of years ago, you Mm -hmm. did the big pivot, moved from the family home to Sydney, lived in a little apartment on your own, we're doing stand-up, all that sort of stuff, which is amazing, and you've recently moved back to Canberra, and we'll get back to this, you're living with your ex (laughs) um, in order to take care of one of your kids who has a chronic illness. Yeah, so my child Eve, who's 18, got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Yep. And are currently going through a process of trying to find the drugs that works. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of fatigue, and there's a lot of really difficult time of life stuff when, yeah. you know, you're 18, you're meant to be out partying with your mates, and that's the mm. absolute opposite of what Evie's able to do. So mm. um, it's probably, you know, it, it's probably me wanting to be around as much as, you know, mm. me being able to help. It's, I, Mm. I don't think there's any anywhere else I would rather be or mm. need to be more. Mm. And I, I'm hoping to be of service and of use to my child. And mm. it feels really fantastic to be able to be around and, um, you know. Mm. So, yeah, I'm really happy to be back. Mm. Well, Making cups of tea in the morning. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You you know this and most of the listeners will know I have a child with a chronic illness as well. And I think one of the difficult things in terms of um, – as you say, life stage. For a start, you don't expect to be turning 50, be living with your ex-husband with an 18-year-old who's unwell. No one expects that. I mean, fuck me, we have no control over life, but that's not part of the script. Um, But it's also, I think, what I hear in our conversations that you and I have off the podcast, one of the really hard things in my baby's in the same position, it's like she should be going to Mm. parties or... I don't know, playing netball or whatever the hell it is that, you know, people do now. Going to a BNS ball. I don't know. I'm showing my age. Um, but it's really, <laughs> even though my life isn't where I thought it would be at 49 either, for me it's a lot harder watching your child at a stage of life where they can't do the things that, quote, unquote, they're meant to be able to do. Yeah, that sucks. And yeah. uh I think you you know the job of a parent is not to wallow in that, but to be yeah. uh, to you know. I think what the words they use these days is hold space. Yes, and, they do. Um, they That's use so much words. space. <laughs> I'm holding some <laughs> fucking space, uh, and and you know, and not not make it about you because, like, yeah, you know, and and, and like. Yes, of course, as parents, we're sad. Of course, we wish it were different, but it's absolutely not our job to express that sadness and frustration mm. but to to express hope and strength and calmness and steadiness mm. and you know what none of that stuff comes naturally to me mm. oh that's interesting we'll come back <laughs> to that but can I challenge you a tiny bit tiny bit because I love mm. you but mm. I think in terms of holding space I mean not only have I been a carer for a long time I do a lot of work with carers and I would push back a little bit and say there's not a lot of oh, space yeah. for our feelings in that. And I 100% agree. You don't share that with your kid. 
or anyone that mm. you're caring for. It's not about you. It's mar- much harder for them than it ever is for you. But there does actually need to be a space for the carer to go, oh, fuck me. Like I thought I'd be like taking her to um, picking her up at one in the morning from a party telling her off. And instead I'm taking her to an appointment, you know, for new mm. medication that won't work. Like that actually genuinely is hard. And so oh, it's all right to express and- it. It's where you express it. Sure, that's true. And I guess also, Nelly, I'm quite new to the game, love. So I was literally away for a year yeah. and I was doing, you know, none of the support at home. And this is only a, a new thing, but there have been other things. And I guess what I, I guess I'm, I, what I'm saying is that I haven't had the opportunity to be of service really yeah. in this difficult time yeah, yeah. until now. So yeah. I guess it's so important for me to shift and renew to kind of, you know, momentum and stuff because mm. – I haven't had to do anything yet. You know mm. what I mean? Oh, and where I mm. 100% agree with you, it's the same thing I say with, I don't care how fucked up your ex is. You do not sit down with your kid and say, dad's an asshole or mum's a bitch or whatever. Like you just don't mm-hmm. do it. You might need to express that to friends, a therapist, other people. It's not that you can't have space mm-hmm. for that, but I think it's the same in the carer role. You don't sit down and say, it's really sad for me that you can't go to parties who gives a fuck? Like they don't need yeah. the pressure on top of what they're already going through of what you're going through. Like you deal with that with yeah. your people and it's about yeah. the time and space totally. stuff. Yeah. So I know people totally. are like totally. screaming into their, um, I was going to say Walkman. Oh my God. I'm so tired. I can't think of where people scream into That's now, into their Mephos, into their iPhone, whatever it is going, why is she living with her ex? Like, and how is that going? Oh, mate! Look, the thing is, he's the best, right? So we're—he's one of my favorite people still. Yeah. And you know, we we have a a very good understanding of each other. We have a lot of respect for each other, mm. and and our space and uh, this house. And uh, you know, he's really set the tone while I've been away of this, and that is. It's a sanctuary, you know. Mm-hmm. All of us mm-hmm. are accepted here. All of us are independent and entitled to our own views. No one is judged or yelled at or, you know, everyone here in this house is treated with respect and love. Mm. And I couldn't be happier to be here, mm. you know. So I'm I'm grateful we're working so well. Um, it's just I'm very, very mm-hmm. lucky. Jackpot. Yeah, I mean, very like lucky. that's that's the ideal, isn't it? So without, you know, you share as much or as little information as you want, but I'm guessing from that your separation was amicable. The end of that relationship was amicable. You know, I'm not going to go into it, but um, no ending is happy. You know, no. it, it's, no, it's no. I don't think any ending is happy. So, yes, it became amicable. It was difficult um, and, and, you know, I played a big role in that, um, but. I think, you know, our our aim was always to be amicable, yeah. amicable. and and I, I actually do credit him with because I credit him with enabling us to be amicable because, mm. you know, I, I provided a lot of difficulties and he has overcome that and been bigger than that. Mm. And, in a, like, if he weren't up for it, we wouldn't be able to be friends. So no. um, I'm, yeah, so it's great, you know. Mm. Like, and um, kudos. So, yes, it is. 
Yeah. Kudos to him. Yeah. And can I say, because I know that there's people listening, it's a really interesting thing I've discovered that in doing this podcast is how many people feel guilty that they can't have that sort of amicable relationship with an ex. What I always say, that's the ideal, but you have to both want it and you both have oh, to yes. want it and work at it and really commit to it. It's harder even than staying together, you know, like to have that friendship um, once you've separated and there's lots of big feelings. So, you know, credit look, to you both. Look, I think too we know, I know exactly what I, you know, I know the situation that's happening here and I'm very, you know, mindful of mm. my words and my actions and following mm. through on things and being really helpful and enabling. And so, yeah, I am very aware of and grateful for my situation. So I, I am taking good care of this relationship, mm. you know. Mm. Good on you. Yeah. Now, obviously, one of the questions that I have, and I'm sure lots of people will have, you've been apart for a while, you've been dating. How do you date when you live with your ex? Oh, uh, look, unfortunately, I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not dating. Um, I was seeing someone probably since about March, really, um, but it just sort of ended. Uh, but he was in Perth and it was impossible to, I mean, it was very difficult. So, I mean, you know, I was in relationship with a man in Perth so that there's no physical um, presence in the family home or anything. We mm. don't bring anyone there's home. no, I think the deal is no one brings anyone home. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, it, it certainly would be difficult if if that were the case. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm I'm currently well, fairly heartbroken, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so if you can take me back. So, obviously, you separated, what, was it three years ago, two years ago? Well, a couple of years ago. I think it was, yeah. A couple of years ago. Uh, You've done March, a, little... a couple of years ago little bit of dating but most recently you've actually been in you know quite a significant relationship that you were very hopeful about that was mm. long distance so he was in Perth you were in either Sydney or Canberra mm. let's start with how do you meet a guy in Perth well you stupidly leave your dating app on uh when you go to Perth for Fringe World uh in February right. or something so we matched and then like it, there was no plan for it to be anything serious. Yeah. Um, but before you knew it, like we'd been chatting for like three months almost daily and we just became very connected and mm. it never, it that rarely happens. And yes. part of me thinks, you know, probably it's that lovely safety of, oh, well, they're miles away. So we, you know, mm -hmm. we can, we can open up because it doesn't, there's no risk here, you know, mm. but then the truth is you can, you know, fall in love and stuff, mm. and yeah. sudden, and suddenly that person's in Perth and you're not, and mm. um, and there's really no way for you to be in each other's city, mm. and then you're basically spending your life waiting to see them, and mm. then you realise shit, there's a whole lot of life getting away from me here mm. while I'm just watching the countdown clock going, oh, it's only a month and 21 days and eight hours until I see him again. Yeah. Oh, God. Isn't it? It's, it's so ironic. So thinking of long distance, I mean, I'm not going to go into details either, but you know I've had a long distance thing as well, and I think you're right. I think for me part of the appeal was 
aside from the person, the part of the appeal of the situation was kind of going, my life is so kind of full on with caring responsibilities, work, just life that actually a long distance thing suits me because I can't see someone, you know, Mm. four times a week or whatever it is. And I don't want to live with someone at this stage and all that sort of stuff. I think the downside of that though, is that ironically, it can almost take more time because you can be so preoccupied going, well, the next time we get to see each other is in 10 days and four hours and 27 minutes. And so because there's scarcity, you become more obsessed almost when you'll see them. I think that's true. I think that's true. And um, it honestly feels it's like an addictive drug, you know. Yeah. And and I'm having withdrawals, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's fresh. Mm. It's fresh. And you, when you and your um, long-term partner broke up, did you expect to fall in love again? No, not for ages. No, my plan no. was just to, um, my plan was just to be single and date for ages um, because I've never really done that. I've always been quite, you know, long-term, you know, monogamous, that type of vibes. And um, so, yeah, I didn't expect to fall in love, to be honest. And I don't think, and he didn't either. And, in fact, it was a very bad time, you know, it was a very bad time for that to happen Mm. um, because there's a lot of loose ends that have to be tied up and um, they're Mm. not tied up and, Mm. and there's no chance of us being together. So, you know. And this is one of the... One of the reasons I started the podcast is because dating from our age is a completely different proposition than 20 or even 30, right? He had kids, you have kids, you've got um, caring responsibilities now. Even when we were kids, when we were, say, teenagers or in our 20s, you couldn't have had a long distance thing in the same way. There just wasn't the technology. No, that's exactly right. So the whole landscape's changed, even the fact that you met on an app because you happen to be working in Perth and left it open. That just wouldn't have happened, you know, when you and I were 20. I know. There's a lot of things to navigate and no one knows what they're doing. Uh, Look, and it's so irresponsible really to think, oh, I'll just have a bit of fun. Mm. Yeah, why not go on a date with someone in Perth? And, yeah, it's so irresponsible, you know. Why do you think it's irresponsible? Because you can fall in love and it can really, really, really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It can. And not only can it, it does hurt. And it's yeah. so, so um, like, because I think I am uh, figuring out about myself that I am a massive romantic. You are, uh, girl. I'm, I am ludicrously so. You are, and- which is very interesting for people. Like, go and look up Chris's stand up <laughs> and stuff because you try and do this fucking front of, yeah. you know, self-deprecation and a little bit of cynicism and <laughs> all of that. And then I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> I know. Well, the, the truth was, I've well, I've changed, you know, because I think I lost that romantic streak because you do when you, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know how to keep it alive during yes. a long-term relationship. And and I, I wish I had known how to keep yes. it alive. And I know that's why everyone listens to Esther Perel and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, so... I think I found it again and yeah. that makes it worse, you know, to lose yes. it again. Um, but, yeah, no, I think uh, y- you you don't, oh, my God, you don't, rem- you, it had been so long since I had felt like this mm. and you don't, oh, my God, you 
you have no idea how in, how all encompassing it gets and yeah. how oh man and I, and it's such a rush the highs yeah. are so high but oh my Christ the lows are low low so you know? it's completely intoxicating is what I say and yeah as hard as it is this is one of the reasons like even though sometimes I feel like I'm repeating myself I feel like it's really important for both of us who are in sort of similar situations for different reasons mm. to also go if anyone's listening and they're doing that I mean enjoy the butterflies and the fanny flutters and the bloody mm. all of that like that is absolutely joyful but also maybe write it down somewhere, talk to a rational friend. This is why I think when you and I were talking a couple of months ago and you started seeing this guy, I'm just like, don't move to Perth, right? <laughs> so like, there's some just practical things because when you're so intoxicated, mm-hmm. A, and I've certainly done this, as you well know, you can look past red flags because you're just so caught up in the um, feelings and how lovely it is. But also you can make practical decisions that have really big ramifications. Oh yeah. Like financial particularly. Yeah, I know. Um mm, uh yep, yeah, that's true. Uh I I had a friend talk to me, you know, the day that it happened and I was and she was just like, Oh, it's so wonderful how you just you throw your whole heart at it and you you mm. you go all in, you put it all in there. Yeah. And and you feel the highs and you feel the lows. I can't do that. I, I always keep it moderated because I mm. don't want to feel the pain. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. And she said, well, I don't know how to do it the way you're doing yeah. it. You oh, know? Oh, listen to that. Mm. So I would totally agree. And I'm fully respect and I can see it on your beautiful face. You're devastated at the moment. And I get it. I've bloody been there. And I think lots of people listening have been there. But I reckon... There will be a time where you'll look back on it and even though it'll still be heartbreaking, you'll be glad that it happened, you know, oh, because without the it... lows, you also don't have the highs. I know. And I'm already glad that it happened. And if I had the chance, I'd do it all again. Yeah, beautiful thing. Oh, dear. Now, can I just say, like, there's people listening who are in this exact position and the regular listeners will know I'm obsessed with that TED Talk on how to heal a broken heart. I know. I watched it. I've sent it to Chris. What did you think? It I'll put it in very, the show notes. It was very clever. I mean, it resonated so much, the idea that it's a drug and you're just yeah. seeking the high. So don't go looking at the old photos. Don't yeah. read the old text. Don't reach out. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've had to keep a file um, on my phone of all the things I want to text and say. Yeah. And I've only, I think I've only just stopped maybe yesterday. I've stopped mm. trying to reach out. Um, mm. <laughs> it's so pathetic. No, um, it's not. No, 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 it's not. It's human. And can I just note there, it's a really good practical tip and I do the same thing. Mm. So I have notes in my phone and instead yeah. of sending the text, I write the text in there and I leave it in the notes Do-mine. a week later. Mm. I'll go back and read it and think I should have sent that, then I'll send it. Oh, wow, I okay. never send it in the moment. That's very clever. A friend of mine told me, I think it's time that you start just writing the notes in your phone. Don't just write send- it. Yeah. And um, and also there was in, the, in your uh, TED Talk thing you sent me, it was also like um, write down all the reasons it never was going to work yes. and they weren't right for you. Yes. Um, and and actually that exercise, I did that on the plane on the way back from Melbourne yesterday, mm, mm. Uh, day before, and I just 
spent the whole flight just typing on my phone all the things that didn't work and mm. weren't were intractable, like unsolvable. Mm. Mm. Um, certainly in the short to medium term. And mm. so um And so for listeners who haven't listened to it, the point of that is if you're sitting in heartbreak at the moment, or even if you're pining for an ex from a year ago, five years ago, whatever it is, he recommends literally sitting down, and I found this really hard but helpful, mm. sitting down and going no matter how small or big, write down the things that were wrong. So even if it was as trivial as, oh, he sneezed really loud and that annoyed me, (laughs) you know, or she, I don't know, left her towel on the floor, like trivial things, but right up to, well, he lives in Perth and I live here and and that was never going to work. You know, like write all of it down and when you think I'm going to go and look at their Insta or I'm going to look at the photo reel or I'm going to send them a text, read that first. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think also the broader perspective of don't put them on a pedestal. I've yes. I've done that in my whole life. Yes. I've always put people I admire on really huge pedestals yeah. and it just places them above me. Yeah, it and, does. And, and it that makes, you know, and that I desperately want to change that. Mm. Like I really would like to stop being grateful for not enough. Oh, Say that again. <laughs> I mean it. Like this is like the key. Yeah, I, I want to stop being grateful for not enough. Yeah, and you know when you accept not enough, when you're putting someone else on a pedestal. Yes, that's right. Right, when so, they're above you. I need you. You're better than me. You bring me this. You are my other half even. Yeah. I know. No, you are a whole person. You are worthy in your own right. And Man, they but, can add to your life, not make it. I know. And, I mean, everything I read sort of says, you know, when you feel lonely and when you are desperate for love, mm. you have to give it to yourself somehow. You, you know, you have, to, you have to be grateful for the life that you have. You sent me this thing, be grateful for the life you've been given. Mm. Um, you're in it right now, live mm. it, you know. Mm. And I, I think the problem with you know, a thing like a, do- a long-distance relationship or, mm. you know, one that's not serving you perhaps to the to the extent that you want it to, whatever mm. it may be, you, you're you in animated suspension. You're All just waiting. You're, mm. you're just waiting to be happy and it's not. Mm. I actually spoke to this amazing woman who came to one of my shows in Brisbane. She's a psychologist and she was in a long-term relationship with a, with a, long, a, a man in England. Mm. And... Mm she wasn't going to see him for like a year or more. And I was Mm. whinging about like two months. Mm. And she said they got to a point at the six-month mark where they had to decide that they were happy as it was Mm. with that situation and circumstance immediately, not waiting to be happy. So they're happy now, not waiting to be together to be happy. And I think probably, which was very smart, but to be honest, I thought about that and I talked mm. about it and I tried it. But to be honest, mm. I am not happy unless I have the physical presence of mm. my person. Well, and, that's, and what I, that's what I want. And now you know that, mm. right? And as, as brutal as the lesson is, to me, this is the, the shit show and the opportunity of dating at this age. You've got more opportunity to work that out. 
So it might be, for example, we have callers who call in and go, I actually now know, despite the fact that I'm apparently supposed to be meant to in this post-porn age, be able to do open relationships, I can't. You go, okay, good, Mm. you can't. So that's off the table. Yeah. Right. Or long distance or dating someone with kids or whatever your, everyone's criteria will be different, but that kind of like know thyself, know thyself. And we don't know everything. Even at this age, we don't even know fucking half of it. No, it's a hard lesson, but now you know that you can't do long distance. Some people listening can, you can't do it. I know, and I so wanted to be able to, too. I, I wanted to know, change. Darling. I wanted to fake it. I wanted to just be like, just shut up. Just mm. shut up, Chris. You'll be fine. You mm. know, just pretend. Be chill. Be a cool girl. Mm. You know, don't need so much, you know. But, mm. fuck, you can't change your into- entire being. No. Unless you're some kind of psycho. Yeah, and know? also if you ever find yourself saying don't need too much, you call your friend Nelly, <laughs> right? Like as if there's if there's a red flag in your own brain for yourself we talk about red flags for partners Mm. and you know I don't say that from a position of superiority I've had exactly the same thoughts you know oh don't be so needy and then I go hang on needy I'm asking for basic kindness you know or I'm asking for like I don't know something as trivial as don't you leave me on red as Mm. in you've read my message for three days fuck that like I'll sit there in my own mind going don't be needy you know, maybe they're busy. Da, da, da. Hang, hang on. If I'm dating yeah. you yeah. and you've read Let's my communicate. message, three days is too long. Fucking oath, mate. Right? Probably three hours. No, I'm kidding. Three, three hours, hours is not too, too long, long in my book. It is. It is. In but my you know book. what I mean? The minute you start thinking to yourself, I'm being too needy, it's possible you are. There's some situations in which you're fragile and whatever. And yes, check in with a friend. Mm. But I think it's a big red flag to kind of go, am I being self-effacing? Am I shrinking myself? Am I being mm. too compliant? And it, it wasn't even, it wasn't that anyone was asking me to do no, that. No, you were it's doing just it. That for me to survive a long distance relationship, mm. I had to cauterize half my heart. Yeah. You know? No, nah. you can't do that. Well, I'm so sorry that you're, feeling this and I know from hard experience that particularly after you know you're with someone for 26 years you get up off the mat a while later you give it another go that heartbreak's cumulative right Uh, it really is it feels really hard because you had this hope I had a lot of hope yeah yeah and I'm sorry darling yeah it sucks doesn't it yeah um it does suck. My psychologist is very pragmatic. God, she's pragmatic. Good. She, she, for a while, has just been saying, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, and I'm like, what do you mean? It's What fine. are you talking <laughs> about? Oh, my God, Chris, I cannot stand when the psychologist is right. You know, you know when they say something to you like four weeks ago, and you bristle and you're like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? And four weeks later you go, this happened, what you said happened. <laughs> so she's like, she's just so pragmatic. She's just like, look, the fact is mm. that you've you've shown yourself capable of falling in love and you know yeah. what's going to happen? You're going to do it again. Yeah. And, I, and I'm you know like. What? I 100% <laughs> agree with her. <laughs> and even though I know exactly where you are and I know that feeling, it's physical. That's how painful <laughs> it is. Like it actually is physical. You probably, I don't know if you listened to my breakup episode, but our a friend of mine, Kelly Jamola, when I rang her sobbing, went, take some Panadol. 
Oh, yeah, right. And, mate, she was right. Like yeah. that pain in the chest mm. is actual pain. Yeah. But there is also something I think your psyche is right. What it shows is that you are open to that and that, that if you're not open to that, you're guaranteed to never find it. Yeah. Now, she said there are some people that have switched off to that. 100% there are. Yeah, and I I can't, I don't want to be like mm. that, Nelly. Mm. I think I've figured out that I need, I want connection and yeah. not just, not just platonic connection. I need all of the connections, yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I want the, I want the, um, I want the whole thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I think I'll get it. It's a very different thing. Like I'm, it's not guaranteed, but I'm definitely open to the whole package being there. And I will risk broken heart again. Yeah, me too. too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think so. All right, I'm going to get you back on again to go to your early history because we've run out of time for that. But can I move you to armchair expert where I hit you with a middle-aged meme? Yep, go for it. Now, this one is depressing AF, but I feel like it resonates with some of our conversations. So I'm going to hit you with it. I can't attribute it. I just found it on Facebook. There's a picture of like a forest scene and then a lovely little font uh, Times New Roman saying the only person you can truly rely on is you. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> right? Preach. Preach. How does it hit you? Because this to me sums you up, right? Oh, mate, that's, that's, me. I feel like that was made for me yeah. this week. Yeah. Oh, man, there have been so many moments this week where I've sat on my own in bed and just gone, what the fuck is your life? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. You know, where are you going? And why is it that you are quite intelligent yet and have read things that will help you? And yet you are you refuse to apply them. Yeah. And and you just want to wallow in your misery and 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 remember the past and wallow in it. Why do I want to roll around in the shit um mm. and just self-flagellate mm. over what could have been, woulda, shoulda, coulda? Mm. Why can't I just be stoic and like you know mm. be like oh it's what what's within my control let me control mm. what i can control and mm. uh, every day i'll just be healthy and i'll do good things and i have been actually to be frank i am better than i was probably 10 years ago because i will go for a walk every day or i will i'm mm. doing bloody pilates and stuff but mm. the idea that i can't outsource my shit to anyone anymore mm. not even a partner you know even mm. though it was never their job mm. um but you know i used to really ask mine to do a lot of heavy lifting for my fucking 
emotional immaturity. Um, no, it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but I just love how you speak. <laughs> Would you like me to answer the question why? Tell me. Turns out you're a human, mm. right? And like a week ago you had your heart broken. Like I totally no, it was only understand. a few days, mate. Yeah. A few days yeah. ago, like we talk mm. about all the time, this constant balance between, yes, you've got to sit in the shit. You cannot go through grief. You can't go through a breakup. You can't go through depression. There's a range of things that you cannot, you know, you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You've got to go through it. It's that kid's book. Like you've got to <laughs> actually feel it. You balance that with, all right, time to get up off the mat. You you hold both things like to expect yourself to be going, why aren't you doing Pilates? Like give yourself a break, man. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, and I, you know, one thing that what you just said about like both things can be true. Yeah. That, that thing, that saying more and more is like my motto now. Yes, me too. Yeah. That's the complexity of maturity. Because yeah. at the two things, that, so let's say in the context of this podcast, you could go, say in your situation, I, the relationship with my partner of 26 years ended and I love him. Mm -hmm. Both things can be true, whereas we think it's an either or, right? I'd ended because he's a fucking asshole. No, no, there were reasons, but I still love him and he's my family. Mm. And we yeah. don't like that complexity, Chris. No. Oh, gosh. So many people. Oh, I mean, my, my own mum, you know, cannot understand what's going on with my life. You yeah. know, like why? Yeah, why? What's – how is that working? You know? Yeah. I'm like, what are you don't doing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not your problem. It's, you know, it's okay. I know where – I'm where I need to be. Everything's yeah. all right, you know. But, yeah, it's – oh, you know – the idea that you have to have faith that it'll work out, you know, mm. in the tough times, because I guess often when I'm when I'm on these sorts of podcasts or anyone is on these sorts of podcasts, you're you're feeling all right, you know, yeah. things are yeah. okay, you know. Yeah. It's not luckily for most mm. people, you're not in the dumps most of your life all if the you're time. lucky. Yeah, yeah. So so it's only those. It's really only a few windows in your life where you're quite in the dumps, mm. and um. And so your perspective is very different when you're in the dumps. Oh, 100%. And and you do you you really need to rally and find that something to cling mm. on to to get mm. to the next fucking rock mm. on oh, that cliff face. It could yeah. be a hot shower. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it literally could be any little thing. I mean, we're calling them glimmers yeah. now, I guess. Any little yeah. thing that you can do. One of the reasons I love that meme is because I know you've been reading Stoicism and I love the Stoics. Yeah. The thing I love about it is at the end of the day, we know this truth. It's the same way we avoid the reality of death and, you know, nothing being permanent, all that sort of stuff. It actually asks you to face it and go, at the end of the day, it is down to you, right? And yeah. we know that and that's terrifying. But I also love the dark <laughs> comic absurdity of the what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Shit show. Oh, it's up to me. What a nightmare. Who put oh, me no. in charge? I know. Um, and for me too, and I'm sure you're a bit like this too, because you're cerebral, um, Nelly, and you and we're words people, you know. Yeah. I for me, I need to have a phrase or a 
some line of wisdom that someone's given me or I've yeah. read where I, I know that's come from the truth and I can hang on to that and go, okay, well, I'll be all right, you know, and I need faith. Yes. I need faith that this will pass. Yes, and it I, will. You know, yeah, I know. People keep saying that, but when you're in it, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's easy for no, you. No, not so. yet. Mm. Can I tell you my line? I've never shared this mm. on the podcast before. Ooh. I've literally got it next to my um, computer here. It is, I will create no more pain for myself. Ooh. Right? So every time, I can't control the pain that other people create for me, but every time I have to make a decision or I'm unsure or whatever, wow. I look at it through that lens. That's genius because Isn't it good? I, I have been creating a lot of pain for myself with yeah. all of this. Yeah. I understand. And the other thing, can I tell you for a bit of levity, you will appreciate this and I'll tell you where it was later. Um, I think it was probably my 10th gig, like in my very early career. So like early, like 2000s, I did a gig um, in Melbourne at a comedy club and I came off stage and I'd done pretty well actually. And I came off stage and the MC who <laughs> was like um, clearly a guy who couldn't stand, you know, chicks in comedy and he came up to me and he said, Nelly, you know that cerebral shit you do? No one likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, I can't believe you know the word cerebral. <laughs> what a prick. Oh, All right. Are you ready to move on to a listener call? Sure. Good morning, lovely Nelly. I have a question. How can I discover in sort of one or two dates at the most as much as I can about a guy without wasting my time? For instance, sometimes you don't discover that they are into watching endless YouTube clips about how cancer treatments aren't effective and big farmers corrupt or that they're an anti-vaxxer but they don't tell you. Um, I just wonder, there's a lot of stuff that you could be going out with the guy for a couple of weeks and go, oh, my God, they're amazing, and then discover they're actually psycho. It would be nice to sort of crunch it down into like a little list, a sort of um, a pocket size dot points thing that I can remember when I go out for a date. You don't want to drill them, but you kind of want to, suss out what they're really like as soon as you can <laughs> um i know that sort of there's been a lot of things about guys doing this and making lists the rosie project but oh my god i've been out on quite a few dates lately and just one guy seems so good and then he went just completely psychotic and it's just uh quite disappointing and i guess that's life you can't really know someone until you've been around them for a bit but it'd be nice to have a cheat sheet uh any idea what could be done. I'd love to have your hints and ideas and tips. Thanks, Nelly. Bye. My God, if we knew that, we'd both be billionaires. But two things. Let's start with your response to the call and then a follow-up that our lovely caller actually emailed me. Her and her friends sat around having a few Proseccos and made a cheat sheet. And they send it to me and I want to run it by you. But tell me what you think. Look, I do a lot of reading into and between the lines Yes, on profile things. Yes. You know, I mean, I haven't been on these things for ages, but. Um, what are you looking I, for? 
Oh, look, there's so many nuances for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, because I'm in communications. I know. Yeah. Even even the photos. Okay. So. Yeah. I love a man who doesn't have a lot of selfies. Yeah. Um, that to me is the kind of man I like. Is yeah. is he is not obsessed with his appearance. He is not focused on taking selfies. Uh, he you know he has friends. They take photos. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, also, I get very offended if the photo is shit. I'm like, yeah. do you think I'm that dumb that I would think that's a good photo? Like, I and find by it a personal shit, insult. You mean like grainy? Like, yeah, blurry. Yeah. Um, taken from like under their chin or like just yeah. in the cab of their car or you know, like <laughs> it's just like put in some effort, mate. Um, and and also, okay, so but that's just the photos. So really, the photos for me are a lot. Yeah, and not not necessarily even how. It, I find them attractive or not. It's how yeah. the, the quality of the photo and how it's taken. But that is, also that we, is fucking niche, Chris. Right? That is niche. No, but don't you market. reckon it speaks volumes? No, I don't. Oh, I do. I no, do so because much. I take shit photos. I mean, I'm in a fortunate position in our job. We've got lots of great photos. So I, I can a... use the photo. But when I take photos, they're terrible. Mm, I don't know. I reckon, uh, okay, maybe it's just that. Aesthetic is important to me. Yeah. A design and, you know, having an awareness yeah. of, uh, yeah, the aesthetic is important to me because that's because yeah. I see stuff and I like yeah. a nice environment. I can only imagine that they have, you know, photos of uh, or like framed footy jumpers on their walls, you know. that's. Do you know what? I will say I reckon so the photo wouldn't trigger me, but for example, trigger is the wrong word. A photo, the, the quality of the photo wouldn't, um, I wouldn't read much into, but I would in terms of the way someone presents, say, their bedroom, right? For me, I'm like if someone doesn't care about the space in which they spend the majority of their life, which is your bedroom, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it has to be like fancy and they spend a lot of money on it. But if they haven't taken care of it, yeah, that suggests to me that I'm not going to be nurtured in that space. And I don't even mean sexually. I mean no, in I general. Yeah, I understand that. It, it speaks a lot, like so yeah. many things. But, yeah, with regard to the words and, yeah. and how to know, oh, man, I, I can read a lot into very little um, I can see exactly what a person's like from very little. Can I just say, when you write your f- first book, you haven't written a book yet? No. Nah. Your first book should be, I can read a lot into very little. This <laughs> <laughs> girl, you can. I know. Yeah, I quadruple guess because I'm not, not a pussy, you know. Um, so give me an example. What's a red flag? I mean, obviously from okay, the sex tone positivity, of the caller. Sex positivity is a new one that blokes are putting out there with a with a red chili as the emoji for that, um, which just says to me, I want to bonk heaps, hey. Yeah. Um, and and it's just yuck. Um, also, uh, um, oh, no drama. I don't want any drama. Oh, Been there, done that. That's Go fuck yourself. One. You're the drama, mate. Um, yeah. What else? Uh and that also just means everyone can shut up and listen to me. That's what no drama All right, means. All right, so first two, <laughs> sex positivity with the red chili means I just want to root. Yeah. Secondly, hashtag no drama. In other yeah, words, means, you're the fucking drama. Yeah, and also, yeah, you want everyone else to shut up. Uh, I also think, um, you know, oh, when, they, when they're when they like, 
I'm just really chill and easy going. <laughs> I love I love going out for a beer, but also happy to sit on the couch. It's just like know yourself, mate. Yeah. You're giving me you're giving me nothing. nothing. What I'm hearing is you'll do everything, whatever it takes to get a girlfriend. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or don't expect effort from me. That's what I hear in yeah, that. Yeah, that's true too. Right? And if that's you're not true. going to fucking bow to the queen, mm-hmm. then I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. I love that you're at that point in self-esteem. I wish to be there. I'll get there one day. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, other, <laughs> the other one is um, oh, when they just have 17 photos of them running and on motorbikes oh, or, like, yeah. or like, you know, like, uh, trail riding or or yeah. on horses or just just really busy on the exercise yeah. <laughs> um that to me is like i don't do, is it important that yeah. a partner does that why yeah. do you want just someone to witness your yeah. events like yeah. do you need a, an event photographer is, is that this, is that what you're looking for is this dating or mission impossible yeah. Right? It's just like, I totally agree. Like light and shade. I don't care if you've got three pictures of yourself hiking. I mean, I'm not coming, but yeah. by all means, let me know you like hiking. But there better be one of you in another environment. Exactly. Um, And then there's like the, the ones that are like, um, okay, if you could go back to a point in history, what would it be? The Battle of Hastings, um, blah, <laughs> World War II, or this. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to go to any of those places. Is that important? You know? And talk uh, about being in the present moment. Ask me where I'd like to go now. Like yeah. one of the wildest things, I saw this recently. I should have put this in your um, armchair expert. Someone had put on, like they did a screenshot of their dating app conversation where this guy said to her, oh, how can I get to know you better? And she replied, look, this is going to blow your mind, but you could ask me some questions. <laughs> Fucking ask me. Oh, my God. Like, have a conversation, so... don't it? Yeah, oh my yeah, battle oh of pacings. You don't have to overcomplicate it and get cute. What do you like doing, Chris? Oh, my God. But also if you, I mean, there was one one time where I, I put um, this is cute on a photograph, like, mm. you know, just and, and, and this guy, this is not how you have a conversation, okay? Uh, the guy wrote back, thanks. Oh, don't even. When I was on the apps, and I haven't been on for a while, but the amount of conversations that would be, how are you going? Good. How are you going? Good. I'm like, <laughs> what is the point? Like, actually read my profile. Yeah. Something out of the profile and ask a question about it. <laughs> and I'll do the same. Yeah. You know, but this like back and forth, they're not invested. I think they're window shopping. Uh, yeah. And, and actually... I used to, because I used to not, you know, think that I was all right, um, but I'm getting there. Um, but when I first read these sorts of things, I and they'd have things like, um, I'm really, I really want someone who's into looking after themselves and fitness oh. and, and healthy eating. Yeah. I used to just think, oh, God, they'd hate my guts. They'd think I was a blancmange, you know. like. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what that would make me do? I would suggest a date at KFC. Just to fucking shit them. I don't even like KFC, but it would be like the 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 rebel in me would go, fuck you and your rules. I'll eat what I want. Thank I you. I know, but it's funny. When I first started looking at these things, I, I'd see that and go, oh, no, I would be no good. But now I look at them and think, oh, you're mental. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, good. If you, good. If you think that's a personality, 
Exactly. I don't think you know how personalities work. Mm. All right, let's sit with that because that's progress. That is actually progress. When you start, and I remember the same thing, I'm no different. I had the same fears. I'm too old. I'm not good looking enough. I'm too fat. I'm like all the shit that we do to ourselves. And then there was a point at which, and I am not there universally, and you bloody know that, and the listeners know that, but there is a point at which I went, I am fucking great, and I look good, and I'm either for you or I'm not. Yeah, great. And you take it or leave it. Yeah, that's great, Nelly. And not there all the time, but are there a lot more of the time. I'm getting there too. I'm going to get there. I'm getting there. Beautiful. Now let me run through the dating sheet that our caller suggested. So she reckons, can I say my hot tip, which is not mine, it was from a woman on TikTok and my daughter showed it to me um, and I've mentioned it before, but she, her thing is the first, within the first five messages, she will say to the match, what's your most controversial opinion? Oh, that's clever. Perfect. Because then they're going to out themselves of going, oh, I don't know about these pronouns. Oh, or yeah. you know, I vaccines cause autism, or whatever oh, the fuck it is. God. And yeah. good, now I know, and I haven't wasted time going on a date. Exactly, with you. exactly. Another tip that a friend gave me was never meet them in real per- in life until you've had a video call with them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, because you might there might just be a vibe that you don't like. Yes, I hate video calls, but I like I know what she means, and it it's smart. It's very it smart. I mean, there's nothing where well, there is. There's many things worse. I hate when I say mm. that. It's very disappointing when you get yourself all like dressed up and you put your makeup on and you've got your bloody thing on. You go into the city and then you go, oh fuck, there's nothing there. So <laughs> you know, I get, I understand the sentiment. I'm yeah, just a quick video call to check in. Yeah, just a little check in. What's your vibe? Yep. Um, so the dating cheat sheet, do they watch TV, movies or comedy as opposed to focused YouTube channels about conspiracy theories or anti-vaxxer rhetoric? I mean, again, I would go with the what's your most controversial opinion instead of something that complicated because if they are an anti-vaxxer, they will tell you. Agreed. They usually have it on their profile looking for a, yeah. a, a free-thinking, unvaxxed queen yeah. and I'm like, delete. Do they appreciate nature and what's around them? What do you think of that one? Look, listen, okay. Look, apart from the, I think, apart from the, um, what's your most controversial opinion? Uh, you know, and a general vibe check. Uh, I think there is a risk in today's society uh, of not compromising or giving people the benefit of the doubt. I think, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think that because we have these phones that are tailored directly to our tastes through mm. artificial intelligence, I believe that we have become intolerant of um, variety and perhaps nuance and difference, and we set ourselves these perfect humans that we think we need. Yeah. Um, when in fact, the joy of someone slightly offbeat that you wouldn't have mm. actually connected with normally mm. um, can be the best thing for you. And I wouldn't want someone asking me. So it's, it's usually, it goes back to that Catholic thing of do unto others or the Bible, yeah, do yeah. unto others as you have done to yourself. Um, I don't, I wouldn't want to sit at dinner and have someone say, um, do you do seven sit ups a day or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, do you vote this way or that way? Do you, uh, because I mean, honestly, there, you know, it's, it is difficult to imagine being with someone who you don't 
share values with. Mm. And certainly if they vote differently, you probably have different values, but it, maybe more broadly you could share some values. I don't know. Yes. It, I wouldn't rule it out. And can um, I say values is a very different thing to activities. Yeah. So, for example, the last um, woman that I dated for a little while was really into like hiking and bushwalking and stuff. And I joke all the time on the podcast about mm. how I won't fucking walk up a hill and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Love a mm. long walk, has to be flat. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Side yeah. note. Um, <laughs> the point is when I said to her, well, I'm clearly not going to be doing that, the, the deal breaker is then her reaction. Right, yeah. her reaction was, "Yeah, no worries, I'll do it myself." Yeah, like great. yeah, of course, because you need to have separate lives anyway. So of yeah. course you're going to have. And I don't. I would not want someone who was a comedian. I oh, would not want. God. I would not want be. someone who, um, you know, who was extroverted. I I would want. There's a you want difference. Mm. Oh, I quite like an extrovert, but I know what you mean. And mm. I think in terms of activities. Um, they absolutely don't need to align. So I'm sorry, dear caller, but I think we're both going a no on the appreciating mm. nature. The next one I'll pay, definitely. Do they have a positive outlook? That's really important to me. What do you think? Yeah, but it's not a question you ask. It's something you deduce by talking to them. And you can't get that from the list. That's the thing. The yep. fundamental question from the caller is like, how can I know this sooner? My blunt answer would be you can't. No, I agree. And it's about... Developing patience because I, I see, and even when she said that I'd like to get this done within two weeks to know whether we're going can't. there or we're not, I suffer from wanting to sew up loose ends. Yes. And, and have everything locked in. It's my ang anxious attachment approach. Anxiety, it's really, yeah. It is. It's anxiety. It's wanting to have some control because I'm scared. Mm. Mm. Um, but life is fucking scary mm. and you need to develop some level of resilience for that mm. and accept that, um, you know. You're not going to have the answer to that for a while, actually. Mm. And also some people will change their mind and, you know, some people say something and then they never deliver on it or mm. yeah, they can't. Um, and guess what? A lot of people believe their own bullshit. Yeah. So they're presenting a version of themselves that they really believe to be true or in some cases they're actively fabricating, like that's the most extreme end, mm -hmm. but even a good faith effort where they believe that they're kind or patient or mature mm. and you might believe that until you're in situations that test that and yeah. that will not occur in the two weeks it probably won't no. even occur in two months or six months that's no. why we talk about not rushing in don't introduce them to the kids don't move in with them but no. you need to know someone in a series of situations because someone and I've had this and I'm sure you've had it where someone will go um, I don't know. Oh, I'm really patient. And then two months later, you're standing in a line, you know, to get into the movies and someone cuts in front of them and they lose their fucking mind. And you go, are you actually really? Pa okay. I'm not breaking yeah. up with you over that, but I actually am not sure that you're patient. Yeah. Like yeah. it unfolds over time. And it does for me too. I'm sure I'm deluded about aspects of my personality. I'm sure I am too. I'm quite certain of it. Does the words align with the actions? Is the Mate, it's all about me. actions, right? Yeah. I, can, I can say all of the romantic things in the yes. world, but can I deliver on them? And if you can, yes. you know, honestly, I was actually talking to my 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 mate, my, my the father of my children. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. refer to him. He's not my mate. He's yeah. something more than that. Yeah. Um, 
about the idea of words and actions, right, yeah. in relationship. And um, and he's like, you never, you never telegraph your punches. You never yes. telegraph what you're going to do because it's only by showing and doing it that you do it. Because he said people might try and talk you out of something or yeah. they might, you know, might have expectations you can't yeah. meet. You may change your mind. So don't yeah. fucking tell them your yeah. plans or yeah. your hopes and dreams. Just do the things that lead Amen. you there if that's what you want, you know. And yes. that is some fucking wisdom right there. But, you know, in the moment you say things like, oh, I'd love to live with you. We'd have a great life. It would be so nice. And I you'd know. fucking build this fantasy. And before and you know so it, the fantasy. Nice to hear it. It is so nice. And a human thing. And it's also, but again, holding two things, the contradictory at the same mm. time. Okay, maybe you have that moments, but there also needs to be a moment and maybe it's like the next day when you're by yourself where you go, we kind of both know we we don't know that. Yeah. Right? We can't yeah. we kind of both know that that is like love talk mm. and we're in limerence and all the rest of it and you take a little bit of it back. Yeah. If you especially know um I think what you said before that anxious attachment style if you don't know what that means, you can look it up. But also, even if you're just anxious in general and you want to know, I want to know, is this going to work out? I need yeah. to tie off that loose end. Yeah. you got some real work to do there in dating. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to rush, rush, rush. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Not you. Yeah. I mean, one, all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Have that, just recognise, is this really about this person being great or am I desperate to have this sorted out. I want to know what's happening. Mm. That's not love. That's anxiety. <laughs> yeah? I'm talking to myself as much yeah. as I'm talking to you. Yeah. Now, these ones are meant to be light and funny, but you can take them however you want, right? So this one is no shade on my ex, and it's basically stupid shit an ex of yours has done. I'm going to assume that that's not your best friend and, you know, partner mm. of 26 years, but basically a silly thing that an ex has done. God, I think I'm the one that's done the silly stuff. All right, tell me. Oh, uh, oh God, that's a hard one, you know? It's hard, like isn't it? Yeah, I um, I, look. To be honest, I reckon it's probably me. Um, I, I in that line of what I was saying about the happiness stuff. I think one of the thing, the silliest, or silliest, or the yeah, the most destructive things I've done in in my relationships, is I've saved my best self for the outside world and then just brought home the fucking dregs. Oh, hey <laughs> man, I cannot tell you. How many times I see that, like particularly in our business, right, because it is literally our job to get I up know. and do the event even if something horrendous has just happened. Mm -hmm. But I see that if someone said to me, what's the most common mistake you see in relationships, I would say that. I see it in parenting. I see yep. it in friends. I see it in romantic relationships where you will show up bright, cheery, positive outlook the best possible self to the fucking pta meeting and you come home and rage at your kids absolutely wrong way around no it's it's it is a grave error yeah. and it takes a lot to come back from that and mm. i am trying to redeem myself as we speak yeah for good. that 
I reckon it's it's really bizarre. Like I've kind of, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I've I've lived this, and the thing that's really hard from the other side is that you know that they can do it. Right. So if you yeah. see someone, oh, they can actually moderate their emotions. They yep. can actually um They just choose not up. to do it. They for choose the people not who, to do it. For the people who love them the most. I'm not enough for them to it's do the it. It's the worst. For. It's yeah. the worst thing to do to a person that loves you. You to save your best behavior for everyone else and to give mm. them your worst self is mm. is such a terrible betrayal and sign of disrespect and mm ingratitude um it's very ugly behavior all right and we're going to end on and hopefully this one goes trivial as you want just lose okay. all sense of judgment okay he's a 10 but right so you're on a date with a fucking oh. hot and tot hottie he's awesome but he does something okay i've got it can't get past it okay he's 10 but he lives in perth yeah <laughs> 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 You broke my little heart. <laughs> oh, well. No, but I think that's fair, don't you? I 100% think it's fair. He's <laughs> a 10, but I won't do long distance. Mm-hmm. There you go. And you know that now. Yep. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, I wish I could, like, hug you through yeah. the Zoom. Oh, I feel like I've had a big hug from you, mate. I feel better for having talked to you. Anytime, anytime. Mm. Will you come back on? Oh, for sure. Because I want to go back to little Chris and get okay. all the backstory. Oh, yeah. Do that whole thing. Do a full number on me, eh? And the second one, sloppy seconds, you get to ask me a question. So you can oh, put sick. me in the chair. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And sending oh. you so much love. That kind of, you know what? We think of heartbreak as being like Romeo and Juliet, you're both 16 and da-da-da. You can be heartbroken at 50. Like we've both been there. And mm-hmm. it's going to pass, but it's just going to take some time. Thanks, Nelly. I've loved yeah. being on this. Oh, love your guts. Love you more. See you, gorgeous. Bye. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yes, yeah, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore. Dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi everyone, it's Nelly here just popping in to remind you to send in your listener calls. Your listener calls are the best, chuck out the rest. You can call me with a question, you can comment on a previous episode, you can give some tips and tricks, you can share a dating story, you can, you know what, you can pretty much do whatever you want. We love, love, love getting your listener calls and questions. All you need to do, there's a link in the show notes. Or you just go to my website, nellythomas.com, and follow the links to SpeakPipe. It's super easy. It's this online app. You basically press record. You start talking. When you're finished, it gets emailed to me. So go on, take a chance. Give me a call.